You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another edition of The Degenerate here on Arrowhead Live. I am Johnny Kane. Joining me, as always, Dustin Gosa. And it's been quite a while since we've had an episode of The Degenerate. But, hey, it is Super Bowl 55. Super Bowl Sunday is coming up. And the Kansas City Chiefs, once again, are playing here in the Super Bowl. So, of course, we got to look at prop bets. We've got to look at FanDuel, DraftKings lineups, everything to get you set here for Super Bowl 55. But, Dustin, let's go ahead and get things started. Let's just talk about this game a little bit. I mean, looking at... Just the lines overall for this game. The Chiefs are favored by three at minus 120. Tampa Bay plus three is even money. And then Kansas City money line minus 165. The point total is at 56. And so you look at this game overall, I mean, on paper, it looks like it could possibly be a game that the Chiefs could run away with, as they kind of did there earlier on in the season in the regular season matchup with Tampa Bay. But, heck, the Buccaneers, they got to this point. So, obviously, they're playing really good football right now. This is kind of a hard game to look at when I look at it just because Tampa Bay they've got everybody back healthy for the most part Antonio Brown is going to play on offense he's going to be limited but he's still going to be a weapon out there for Tom Brady who of course is the GOAT so you always got to think about that when you look at this game too but to me I look at this game it's kind of hard to look at yeah like you were saying with uh, Kansas City um, they're at a three-point favorite right now and uh, a lot of people thought that that line should have been a lot higher uh, it was at three and a half got bet down to three uh, a lot of Tampa Bay money coming in and I think a lot of that comes down to the Chiefs' offensive line, you know, uh, losing both the tackles uh, with Schwartz and Fisher. Uh, not having them and that Tampa Bay defensive line, they really know how to get to the quarterback and, and stop the run. They're number one in the league in stopping the run. Uh, so I think Kansas City's offense, rushing-wise, is going to have a, a little bit of a tough time uh, getting the ball across the line of scrimmage. But, I mean, it's always hard to count out the Kansas City offense in general. I mean, when you have somebody like Patrick Mahomes with all the weapons he has – you can just throw the ball every single down. And to be honest, I really think that's what a lot of this game is going to be is just potentially a shootout between, like you said, the GOAT and uh, Patrick Mahomes, who what we assume is a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, and you talk about the offensive line. It's kind of crazy when you look at it because the Chiefs, not just the tackles, but you look at the guards too with LDT and then Osimile not being out there. You kind of look at things. The Chiefs are pretty much down to their 8th, ninth, 10th offensive linemen that are going to be starting here in the Super Bowl on Sunday. But I think the one thing you didn't mention that the biggest thing is Andy Reid. Andy Reid, you know, he's going to put Patrick Mahomes in that offense in situations to where they can kind of limit the defensive line and that defense of Devin White, the linebacker, spotting guys like that on that Tampa Bay defense. I think that Andy Reid is going to be very vital in this game on Sunday of moving Mahomes out of the pocket, moving things around, running the football a little bit at times, trying to keep Tampa Bay's defense off balance. I think Andy Reid is going to be the key guy just for the play calling coming up on Sunday. Yeah, we know Andy Reid puts on a show, especially after uh, bye week, which the Chiefs have uh, because of the Super Bowl. But also Eric Bieniemy, we haven't haven't really mentioned him much, you know, just talking personally. But Eric Bieniemy, I think he's going to come out with a little bit of style in this game, seeing as he was a front runner for a lot of these coaching position, head coaching positions that were up in the league, and he got turned down multiple places. I think he's going to come out and come up with some play calling as well as Andy Reid, and you know, show what was in his bag of tricks, showing these teams, hey, this is what you're missing out on. And when you have a player like Patrick Mahomes and the, the weapons he has, you can execute a lot more st- a lot more of these trick plays, a lot more of these you know crazy motions and stuff like they did in the last Super Bowl uh, than you could with any other team. So I think that is one thing, like you said, Andy Reid, you know, one of the best coaches uh, in the league now, if not of all time. And uh, then you have an offensive coordinator like Eric Bieniemy uh, dialing up the plays. This offense is is very very dangerous. It's funny you mentioned about you know Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Andy Reid, as we record here on Thursday, came out today and he said, you know, we're not going to have any special plays with the Super Bowl. There's not any special plays. Well, that's because almost every play they have in every game they go in, every play is special for the most part for them. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs do here on Sunday because the last time that the Chiefs played the Bucks earlier this season. It was an historic game for Tyreek Hill. He had 260 yards and three touchdowns on Carlton Davis, who I don't know if how smart this was of him, came out this week and said he was going to have the same mindset that he had the first time they played the Chiefs. Mm. If he does that, <laughs> hammer the Chiefs, spread everything that you can. 
because Tyreek Hill absolutely gave him nightmares, and I hope he went and saw a therapist after that one because he literally he's probably living rent free in his head right now. So uh, one thing that I noticed was uh, Todd Bowles dialed up a lot of man coverage against Tyreek Hill, and I don't care who you are, you're not keeping up with Tyreek Hill. Uh, you're not going to jam him off the line. He's too quick. Uh, that, that's just a nightmare matchup in general. Uh, I think what's going to happen here is Tampa Bay is going to play a lot of zone coverage uh, to try to try to guard and try to mask Tyreek Hill. But when you open up the zone, that's when Travis Kelsey ends up open wide open um, is open wide open in the field. Uh, one thing that I did look back at the game and realize was everybody says you know the game was close but it really wasn't you know the Chiefs let a backdoor cover happen through Tampa Bay Uh, they came in scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to get it a lot closer but a lot of people don't remember is to open that game Kansas City drove all the way down to the one yard line and kicked a field goal they could have went for it scored seven there and then if you look at the Sammy Watkins drop he dropped an 85 yard touchdown in that game that could have been a 42 to 14 blowout I mean, by the snap of the fingers, and it just seemed like the Chiefs just let off the gas, let Tampa Bay back into it, and uh, to me, the game was not as close as a lot of people, at least the scorebook or the score box and everything just made it look. Uh, I think in this game, you will, we will see Kansas City with their foot on the gas the whole time, and uh, like you said, if Tyreek has another, another game like that, uh, he'll be in the Super Bowl uh, record books. And I can tell you right now that Andy Reid is not going to be kicking a field goal on the one-yard line coming up on Sunday. He is playing with house money right now. He won his Super Bowl last year. He has already shown him in the AFC Championship game there against Buffalo. I mean, run or you know, running those plays that he's run, going for it on fourth down, you know, trying to ice the clock late. I mean, doing different things like he did against Cleveland too, running those plays. He has pretty much just shown that. He doesn't care this year. If it's fourth and short, he knows he's got the best quarterback in the league. He knows he has the best offense in the league, so why not go for it? So now when I look at this game, Dustin, I mean, is this going to come down to basically do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers know that they cannot stop the Chiefs and basically it's going to have to come down to they just have to outscore them? Well, when you said that earlier about the the shootout, I think that's what it is, and they know they have the quarterback this year and the offensive weapons to do it. Uh, The defense is pretty high caliber, but – when you blitz Patrick Mahomes, that's when trouble happens. When you go man-to-man, you know, Tyreek Hill's going to burn you. When you go to the zone, Travis Kelsey's going to burn you. I, I just think it's going to be one of those things where you're going to see a lot of scoring. Uh, personally, I'm not on the over or the under uh, this year yet. Uh, it's r- sitting right at 56 right now, shaded to the under. But it, if you, you know, see that as the storyline of, of this game, I would shade the over just because of that reasoning. You have two of the best quarterbacks in the game right now, if not of all time. And, you know, both offenses are high-powered. I think you're going to see a lot of scoring in this matchup. Yeah, because you look at the weapons that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. I mean, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, I mean, Gronk, Cameron Bray. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a really, really good offense. And when you have the greatest quarterback of all time back there slinging the ball around, yes, he might be older. Yes, he might have lost a little bit, but he's he's shown that he can still sling the ball around a little bit. So if the Chiefs don't get pressure on him, which at times this year they've struggled to do that, getting pressure on quarterbacks, if they don't do that, Tom Brady can surely stand in there and tear the defense apart. So that's going to be key I look at here in this game as well. But let that let's go ahead and get to some of the prop bets here. As we look into this game now, I know that's one of the best parts of Super Bowl, and also here with the Chiefs being in it, it's even more exciting. But let's go ahead and just talk about some of your favorite prop bets here to start this Super Bowl 55. Um, so some of my favorite prop bets, uh, we'll just start with the player props. Uh, there's a couple that I see here. Kansas City rushing prop yards. I'm not a big fan of the Kansas City rushing uh, prop bets uh, just because Tampa Bay's defense is stout and they're number one in the league against uh, the rush. Um, I do like Ronald Jones to rush over 37.5 yards against the Chiefs defense. We've seen the Chief, Chiefs defense likes that bend, don't break mentality, especially against running backs. I mean, they, they held a couple good running backs in check uh this year but when you look at the last buffalo game i mean buffalo didn't really have a rushing attack so all they had to do was focus on the pass and you've seen the defense really step up then well now you're looking at a true offense that is has the offense or has the receiving and the rushing to go with it i think uh you know the chiefs are going to have a tough time you know stopping the run especially to start the game to get a little pace of play um but kansas city rushing you have clyde edwards hilaire at 32 and a half uh williams at 29 and a half uh, here's an interesting one we just talked off offline about. Uh, Mahomes at 21 and a half yards. It's shaded to the over. Uh, personally, I don't think Mahomes is going to run unless he absolutely has to just because of injury reasons. Uh, we've seen what happens in the Browns game. 
Um, you know, last year we seen with a dislocated knee. I don't think he's going to run unless he absolutely has to because of the Super Bowl. Uh, but we talked about the Super Bowl last year, how he was at 32 yards rushing and the over-under was at 17. And those last three plays, the last three kneel downs he had, uh, subtracted 16 yards from the, the book. And a lot of people that thought it was a for sure overbet on his rushing yards actually hit the under by a yard. What did you think about that, John? Well, see, I mean, I'll look at that. I, I'm, I'm a little bit different than you. I think that Mahomes is still going to run because that's that's part of his game. And with it being the Super Bowl, I mean, I think he's going to look at it. I think even Andy Reid's going to look at it as you're not going to hold anything back at this point. You're in the Super Bowl. This is a bit into me. This is the biggest Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes just because he is playing Tom Brady. And if there want to be any goat talks of Patrick Mahomes here later on in his career, he's got to win this game. So I think it's going, going to be all hands on deck for Patrick Mahomes, whether that is running the football. And he has shown, you know, as mentioned, you play man coverage, anything. He, you have Tyreek and those guys running deep seam routes. Maybe underneath a little run for 15, 20 yards, and all of a sudden, boom, you're, you've got your over there on his rushing yards. I it, that's a tough one, though, because that's that's quite a bit for a quarterback. But it, it would not surprise me, I would say. I'll leave it to this. I would stay away from it. But for me, I wouldn't be surprised if he does go over just because Patrick Mahomes has shown in big moments in the postseason that he will run the football a little bit. Uh, one thing that I got right there uh, was we mentioned the Mahomes versus Brady. Uh, they're both 2-2 two and two heads up uh, in their four games they played each other. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have scored 121 points to Tom Brady's teams had 120. So these teams are neck and neck with Brady and Mahomes, I should say. And uh, you have to think here with Mahomes how you said this is an important Super Bowl because he is facing Brady. And if you want to talk about a GOAT discussion, uh, this might be his last shot he has at Tom Brady. I mean, you look at the, the NFC. I mean, the NFC is, is no slouch. I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers potentially. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going back to Green Bay. You have a lot of teams getting stacked over there. Uh, like your, the Rams, uh, Seattle, the 49ers are going to be really good next year. So you never know if you're ever going to get this Brady-Mahomes matchup, especially in the Super Bowl because they spent so much time in the AFC. Uh, now that they're on opposite sides, uh, I think you know Mahomes really wants to get this one back. Well, not only that, too. I mean, you look at the quarterback situation right now in the NFL with how many quarterbacks are going to be switching teams here in the offseason. We don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be traded. I saw something today that said that he'd be a great fit in Washington, so there's an NFC team, and you'd have to think that he'd be able to make a for-sure playoff run if he does go to Washington. So I think that NFC is going to be very, very tough next year, and plus – I think guys know they want to get out of the AFC because guess who's over there? Patrick Mahomes you got to worry about here. So I, I agree. I do think this might be one of the best times that Patrick Mahomes does have to not only one of the last times, I guess I should say, that he'll have to maybe beat Tom Brady. I think a lot of people are scared of that Denver job uh, quarterback-wise because they have to face Mahomes twice a year. Uh, same with Oakland uh, or Las Vegas, sorry. Uh, I think they're having a tough time, you know, with the Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota thing because it's hard to get another quarterback that wants to go somewhere where you might have to play Patrick Mahomes twice, if not three times, if your team makes it uh, into the playoffs. I saw something, too, that said Derek Carr might be a trade piece for Deshaun Watson. I don't, I don't see that happening one bit. I mean, I would be definitely be scared if I was the Chiefs then if Deshaun Watson does go to the Raiders because the Raiders have a lot of pieces in place, but I, I don't see that happening one bit. I, I seen something on Twitter. I don't, I don't know how much wind it caught, but it it was from an inside source inside the Las Vegas locker room saying that Derek Carr was they were potentially looking for two first round picks for Derek Carr. I was like, in what what world are you getting two first round picks for Derek Carr? Like I I don't I don't get that one at all. I don't know. I mean Derek Derek Carr's not a terrible quarterback. He's not to me. He's not going to be a quarterback that wins you playoff games and wins you a Super Bowl. But he's still a very how should I say it's serviceable quarterback that I think a lot of teams would like, but yeah, not. Not for two first rounds, no, no no, chance whatsoever. But looking more at prop bets now, I, I'm going to go with a couple of mine here before we keep going here. Well, I'm, a couple that I like that one of my biggest one is, well, it's going to be the opening play of the game, and that is the kickoff. To kick off to be a touchback, yes is minus 305, no is plus 230. And I'm going to tell you why I like the no plus 230. Number one, six of the last seven kickoffs of the Super Bowl have been returned, including McCole Hardman last year. Then you look at the two returners for both teams. Last week for Tampa Bay, Mickens had a huge game returning the football. So I like him that any ball that's, even if it's in the end zone, he's going to try to bring it out. Same thing with Hardman. He has the same mindset. But not only that, 20-mile-per-hour wins that expected a kickoff on Sunday. And not only that as well, Heard Pack McAfee, one of the better kickers that we've had here in the last few years, he now has his own podcast. He was talking about this for the Super Bowl. They bring out a brand-new football. It is hard as a rock. 
They kick off with that football, then that gets shipped straight to Canton, Ohio. So he thinks that because of that, it's not going to go nearly as far as what you're typically seeing. Yes, Butker is a guy that has shown that he can just blast it through the end zone, but with that wind, with the football, everything else you put into it, I do like the no of no to be a touch, not a touchback in the opening kickoff for the Super Bowl. So that's one that I'm on coming up here on Sunday. Also, two-point conversion, yes is plus 230. So that's saying that they don't think that there's going to be a two-point conversion. I, I Just the way that the Chiefs have done and the way that teams kind of have to chase points, we've seen it more here as of late, teams going for two. I think that's one you can throw a little pocket change on. Why not? And also, mixed extra point. Yes is plus 195. And why do you like that? Well, because if you're a Chiefs fan, you obviously know the struggles that Harrison Butker has had this year on extra points. And, you know, with the win and everything we're talking about, it would not be surprised me to see an extra point missed coming up on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to add to a couple of those that you had, John. Uh, the opening kickoff is on a 17-2 and run, and in the last 19 Super Bowls, 17 times it's been returned. And I think a lot of that comes down to, uh, one, it's the Super Bowl. I think it's a common courtesy thing. You know, the, the kickoff was a huge part of football. Let's return it. Also, everybody wants to see, you know, the Devin Hester kick return for a touchdown like the Bears did against uh, the Colts. They end up getting uh, blown out in that Super Bowl. But – the opening kickoff return for a touchdown, you know, that was a huge part of that Super Bowl and what a way to start it. So I think that goes into it. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, the two-point uh, conversion you talked about, I'm on the two-point attempt, just to be attempt by either team. Uh, it's hit seven times out of the last 11 Super Bowls. The two-point conversion has been attempted. Uh, I got it at uh, minus 145. Uh, we went to field goal bets. Uh, I have the doink bet uh, this year for it to hit. For, I like that one. That's one it, of my favorite ones. Yeah, for it to hit a post, a crossbar, anything. I got it at plus 310, and I got it at plus 400. So it, it doesn't matter if it's a make or a miss, if it just hits. And we've seen it happen not only through the regular season, but in the postseason as well. You see the ball go off the upright a lot more times uh, than it has in previous years. I don't know if kickers We just saw last week, didn't we, in the championship? Didn't uh, Yeah, uh, Buffalo's kicker. Yes. Uh, Oh, I forgot. Matt Gay. Yep. He, uh, he ended up hitting the, the right crossbar, or uh, right upright, and you didn't even notice because they cut the commercial so quick until they, they showed the score on the, the back end. Uh, but I have the doink right there. Take uh, that back, Tyler Bass. Bass. Sorry, I Bass, said Matt Gay. yep. Um, uh, another one, this one you're going you're gonna to love. You know I'm, I'm big on this. First missed field goal of the game. Wide left, plus 110. Wide right, plus 110. Short, plus 400. You know I'm on the wide right. Oh, yeah. I, I have my wide right chant. Johnny can tell you uh, the wide right chant prevails if I started at the right time. Uh, I can get any kicker in the league to miss wide right. Undefeated, never <laughs> lost. Never lost. Uh, I just have to start the chant at the right time or uh, they usually make it. Um, but, yeah, we're on wide right on that one, uh, plus 110. Um, another thing I'm on, uh, receiving yards. Travis Kelsey, over 100.5 yards. Uh, I like that because – we were talking about Tampa Bay's defense. I feel like they're going to play zone because they do not want Tyreek Hill to end up Super Bowl MVP. Uh, that's going to leave Travis Kelsey open in the middle of the field. Uh, for a well, lot let's of be yards. honest, too. Ty- Travis Kelsey, I don't think it matters if you play him in man or zone. I mean, the guy is just – he's going to pros- probably go down as the best tight end in NFL history. Obviously, he's going to be playing the guy right now that everybody thinks is the greatest tight end in Rob Gronkowski here on Sunday. But I, I-, I think Travis Kelsey, yeah, I like that, too, over 100. I mean, he's ba- – he- basically has done it all season long in almost every single game he's played. So why would he do that in the Super Bowl? And the brightest lights, he's always a guy that likes to be flashy too. So I, it would not surprise me one bit for him to go over 100 yards. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, he's just an, an animal. It uh, doesn't matter if he's single, double, triple teamed. He's It seems like he's just always open and has always been Patrick Mahomes' favorite target. Uh, speaking of Gronk, this is a little off topic, but did you see where Gronk, uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, during off-season workouts, he had to send – uh, his running workouts to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yes, and he and made he switched clothes <laughs> just on the same day. Yes, he just changed his clothes on the same day, ran a whole bunch of sprints, and then just sent those separate videos in on different days to make it look like he was working out on his off-season workouts. That is typical Gronk. Like right I gotta say that does not surprise. When I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, it's one of those where you we hear you hear guys say stuff, and you some guys you're like, yeah, whatever, yeah, you're lying. No." As soon as he said that, I was like, yep, that's 100%. Gronk definitely did that. Well, did you ever hear about the uh, the interview that he had with the Patriots before he got drafted? Huh. He was uh, sitting in a room. He goes in. They were doing uh, meeting media days or whatever, and he was doing a meeting, and the Patriots were next. And they go and they sit him down in this room say, hey, you know, the coaches will be in here in a couple minutes. He falls asleep in the corner on the ground. Bill Belichick walks in. Guarantee you he get party he just, too much he just, night before. He's just asleep. 
just took a nap on the oh, side. He must have been all right because they took him. I mean, they he... ended up drafting him, but you know, Belichick was not happy about oh, that oh, no. <laughs> at all. And how about that? The debate they've been having now with the Belichick Brady thing of putting pulls out there of who now you know with Tom Brady now going back to the Super Bowl without Belichick and the Patriots struggling this year and stuff. The, a lot of people are saying now that it's Belichick might not be as good as they originally thought that it was mainly Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the fence because I think it was a lot of Belichick scheme, uh, but. The last couple of years in uh, New England, I don't think they really built a team around Tom Brady, and Tom got tired of it. Uh, there was also, you know, the rumors going around that Belichick called the 49ers, was wanting Garoppolo in a trade, and Tom came into Robert Kraft's office and uh, said a bunch of words we can't say on the air. Uh, and so that's why he wanted out of uh, New England and ended up down in Tampa Bay. So, again, moving on here at Super Bowl 55, we got a little off topic. We have a trend to do that. So, let's go ahead and we'll look at MVP odds now. Let's go ahead. Uh, and Obviously, Mahomes, he was the MVP a year ago. He's pretty much the favorite right now. Uh, yeah, we have Mahomes at minus 120. Uh, it's pretty universal. He's right around 120, 125. Uh, Tom Brady's at about plus 200. He's second in the odds. Uh, these are kind of out of order, but we have Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill at plus 1,000. Uh, Godwin, uh, Matthew, and... Uh, White are both at plus 3,000. You have Watkins at plus 6,600. I've seen some guy came into Vegas the other day and dropped $1,000 on Watkins, plus 6,600 to win the MVP. Uh, pretty bold move. Uh, but hey, Burn a hole in your pocket right there uh, on yeah. that one, I'm going to be honest. If you got the money, uh, I guess. Might as well. <laughs> spend it on something. Sprinkle it on it, I guess. Uh, here's one thing. Uh, if the MVP is going to come from Tampa and it's not a quarterback, I think it is going to come from the defense. Uh, Vegas – one of some of their biggest hits that they're taking right now are on Shaq Barrett and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Shaq Barrett's at 40, uh, plus 4,500, and J, uh, JPP's at plus 7,000. And uh, for them to win, for them to become MVPs, I think they have to play you know, a Hall of Fame-level game. And I think JPP and Shaq Barrett can both both do that, You know, record a couple sacks, maybe a fumble here, maybe even an interception. JPP's been known for those. Uh, so uh, right now, what are you thinking, John? You talk about Shaq Barrett. In my opinion, he's going to be the best defensive player on the field on Sunday. I mean, that guy is an absolute monster of a human. His motor never stops. He is an absolute monster. He is the guy on that defensive front that scares me the most with the Chiefs' offensive line. I think I do like that a lot because I think he is a guy. And as you mentioned, if Tampa Bay does win, I don't necessarily know that it's going to be because of the offense. I think it's got to be because of the defense, and I think that, you know, as you mentioned, if Tampa Bay forces a couple turnovers, get an interception, maybe a defensive touchdown because of like a play or a couple plays that Shaq Baird has to he has three sacks and a forced fumble and returns it for a touchdown, I that would not surprise me one bit to see Shaq Barrett win the MVP, but obviously we know how the MVP works. It's typically a quarterback, typically a guy on offense, so I wouldn't. I guess say I wouldn't expect it to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen for Tampa Bay. Yeah, the last defensive player, if I'm not wrong, was uh, Vaughn Miller, and he had a crazy, crazy Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to run something by you uh, real quick, John. I just want to get your opinion on this. So we have Mahomes' passing yards at uh, 330 over and a half, and Brady's at 300. Now, just to have the most passing yards, they have Mahomes at minus 190 over Tom Brady. Is it crazy to say that the Chiefs can still win this and, you know, Brady out – outguns Mahomes like he throws for four or five hundred yards here because when you look at it what if the Chiefs take you know 14 17 nothing lead and Tampa has to throw the ball Tom Brady can put those type of stats up and we know that he can but I don't see the Chiefs offense running the ball enough to keep the clock moving do you think the plus money on Brady to throw have more passing yards than Mahomes do you think that that is worth it I, th- I think it's enough to sprinkle something on it, but I, it wouldn't be something I'd be confident in. But I, I could see a situation where, you know, say the 50, 60 yards on a drive that Mahomes, Mahomes would have got comes on a jet sweep to Tyree Kill or McCole Hardman to where then that shifts it to where if Tom Brady then goes over or something like that, then that's a possibility of that could happen. But, I mean, 300 yards does seem like quite a bit for Brady, but he has. I, I know the stats say here in the last six or seven games he's gone over 300 yards, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. But I don't know. I what he did last week with throwing those three interceptions and the plays that he made, and knowing that the Chiefs and Spags are going to blitz him very hard, he has shown he'd rather take a sack than take a hit or just throw the ball up and basically give up an interception. So. I think it's one of those, if he does that again this weekend, 
I don't see him hitting that 300-yard threshold. I really don't. Uh, one thing I looked at is if you don't, if you count uh, Sammy Watkins' drop in the first time, the first meeting, the 80, 85-yard drop, whatever it was, uh, Mahomes would have threw for over 560 yards in that first game. Oh, I believe it. And well, he had two what, 265 to Tyreek Hill or 290, whatever it was, something they, ridiculous. Um, Mahomes and Brady combined for like 960 some yards, and that was wasn't. I mean, if you would include the drop, it would have went over a thousand yards, which is a prop bet. We'll both. Both uh, Mahomes and Brady both throw for combined thousand yards. Uh, in the first meeting, it would have happened if uh, Watkins didn't didn't have his drop. Uh, so you look at that. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I can see Brady having that sort of game. But when you're playing from behind like that, uh, you know you're not gonna you're gonna take chances because it is the Super Bowl. But if he does what he did against Green Bay, uh, you could see the doors being shut in the, the second quarter and, and Gatorade bath being poured a, a lot earlier. Uh, what do you think about Brady's uh, over under rushing yards? It's at half of a yard. Well, after you told me, which I didn't know this, I did not know this until you told me this, that a sack does not count as uh, rushing yards in the NFL anymore, which they used yes. to, but now it does not, which I, I did not know that. But now that you tell me that, I I could see it happening. I mean, just to see him dive forward. for Because Tom Brady, let's be honest, in my opinion, he's the best quarterback at quarterback sneaks. He he, he's in NFL history or any – he's just – I don't know what it is about Tom Brady, but he seems to always find that whole – say he sneaks free for two or three yards on a quarterback sneak or even, you know, somehow for unknown reasons that I don't expect it to happen. But say Brady scrambles and just dies forward for a couple yards, I, I, I would throw some money on it. I don't see why not. See, I don't. I don't think he's gonna stat. Uh, he's going to scramble. Uh, he's a statue uh, inside the pocket. He likes to just stand there and throw. But like you said, quarterback sneak wise, I mean, he started the season against the Saints. I mean, they did did lose to the Saints uh, in that game. But he marched right down the field, got to the one yard line, and snuck it in. I mean, no D. Oh, you're subbing a D tackle in. Cool. I'm just gonna sneak it right up the middle. So Tom Brady is the best at at that. You also have to think. Say Tampa does end up with this game in hand. Do the kneel downs take you back a couple yards? Uh, so I'm not sure. I just thought that was interesting at just a half of a yard. I mean, you have to think what we were talking about earlier with Mahomes being the Super Bowl, you're going to do whatever it takes. If Brady has to run, you, you're going to think he's going to going to try to run at least. So. Yeah, I mean, with it being the Super Bowl, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, we are not typically used to seeing Tom Brady, you know, scramble or anything like that. But it, it would not surprise me if he did try it. That, that's for sure. Uh, so I have I have two separate ones. Uh, these I just found randomly. Uh, player to have a pa- players to have a pass attempt over under two and a half. You know you're going to get two with the quarterbacks. Is there going to be another trick play? Maybe Kelsey. Maybe Watkins. Antonio Brown can throw it around a little bit. Uh, you know you never you never know. Uh, you have the over at plus one fifteen, under at minus one fifty. What do you think there? So that counts as if a backup comes in and throws a pass. Yes, if if a backup came in, same as a. Uh, uh, Jameis Winston coming in for New Orleans a couple weeks ago, hmm. or Tay or Taysom Hill type thing. I could see, I could see Tampa Bay trying something like that, maybe a trick play of some sort. If they, you know, they're getting down or they, because you know Tampa Bay right now, they're they're just gonna throw everything out there they possibly can. I don't think the Chiefs will do that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. What are the what do you say the odds were? Uh, plus one fifteen for over two and a half players, minus one fifty for under. You're gonna I, have two regardless. Yeah. So it's, if is there going to be one more player that just throws a pass? Yeah, why not? Why not throw a little? I mean, yeah, you're not. I mean, you're not going. I mean, plus one fifteen is not anything to write home about. But yeah, well, heck, heck, why not? I mean, you have a chance. I mean, if you're gonna, if if you're betting on these prop bets, you have enough money to sprinkle it on that and and take a chance of it hitting. Oh yeah, I like this one a lot. Uh, the chains to be used to measure the football over under one and a half times. I like the over at plus one thirty five, under minus one seventy five. Oh, that's that's going over all day long, right? Has As, to. Especially in the Super Bowl, if something's close, they have to measure it. They have to review it. I, th- I think uh, that's I think that's a skewed number there. I think if something's close, they're going to have to measure everything because it is the Super Bowl. And you, Andy Reid, this is I don't know why I know this and why I noticed this, but if you notice Andy Reid, he's not afraid to be a coach that'll say, "Hey, I want it that measured. I want to know exactly, you know, how far I got to go." Or he also does that. Now, this is why Andy Reid's such a great coach. He does that to also buy himself a couple extra seconds to yep. put up a play, you know, that he likes in a situation like that. So yeah, I I, I like that one a lot actually. And I'm with you 100 percent there. I think it's not about where the spot is. I think it's more about buy me a little bit of time so I can talk to the enemy, talk to my guys up in the booth, figure out what play we like here. Because when you have that many great minds thinking alike, it's it's kind of hard to pick out the perfect play because you know you could be thinking of something completely different. So those extra you know 20 30 seconds it takes to to measure is the difference between a first down and, and uh, losing the football, potentially. 
All right, let's go ahead and move on here to a couple of fun ones. Obviously, you know, you start off the game with the coin toss, national anthem, and things like that. Let's go ahead and go through those a little bit. Uh, well, right before we hit that, I'm going to hit this uh, my Super Bowl history real let's quick. Do it. Uh, so this just just runs down uh, just things that have happened in recent history. It's the last 11 Super Bowls. Uh, the winner of the coin toss has deferred in 10 straight Super Bowls. Uh, the last team to do to not defer to actually take the football was the Saints against the Colts. Pretty, pretty interesting there. Uh, I honestly think if Tampa Bay wins this, they might take the ball, knowing Arians and they don't want Kansas City with the football. Oh, no, they, they want to try so. to limit the amount of possessions that the Chiefs have. Regardless. I mean, granted, obviously, if they take it, the Chiefs are going to get the ball to start the second half. But still, I, I, I think they're going to try to set the tone and jump out early. Uh, next one, the, two, the last two Super Bowls have started with a run. Uh, before that, the last fo- before before that started with a pass. Uh, the pass is minus one thirty. Run is plus one hundred. First play of the game. I like pass uh, minus one thirty here. Both both guys are gunslingers. You might go for a home run on the first play. See, I don't. I'm opposite. I like the run here. I because how many times do the Chiefs just start with a simple dive up the middle? They do that so often. And then with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Leonard Fournette has had an outstanding postseason. I think they're going to try to get him going early, too. I do like the run here. I, I don't know why. I, I have no idea why, but to me, I, I, I actually like the run here. So, you know, I always thought it was a common courtesy thing. You know, let's start the game off with a pace of that play. Too. It's yep. like uh, the first play of a – or first pitch of an MLB baseball game, usually a fastball down the middle. And usually it's going to be taken. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of common, common courtesy. I always thought it was a run, too, but you, you never know with these two teams. Could, I, I think it's going to be a pass just because there's too many weapons on the field. I guess it depends who gets the ball first, too. Right. Uh, Team to score first uh, to win the game. Uh, last year was a no, but before that, there was a yes eight of the last ten years. The yes this year is minus 170, no plus 130. Team to score first wins the game. That counts field goal anything? Yes, just team to score first. Okay. Last year, the uh, 49ers kicked a field goal first, uh, but they lost the game. They were one or one of the two of the last ten. So two okay. out of the last ten, the per, team to score first lost. Or, yeah, lost. See that that's one of those I I don't look much into because I think that's just kind of a coincidence thing in my opinion. Yeah, but, a lot yeah. of these are just trends. Right, like I right. mean, you can't you can't feed and you know feed the family on trends, but some of these trends you know start to match up. Uh, yeah, the team to score last in the game has won the last eleven straight years. That makes sense. I mean, if you really think about it. Yeah, I mean, most of the time if you're down two scores, I mean you're going to score last. But most of these teams haven't been down two scores. It's usually the last one to score wins. Um, no score in the first. First six minutes, it's hit the no four straight times. It's eight out of the last 11. I can see that because just simple fact, you know, Super Bowl, big moments, teams trying to fill each other out, how the game's going to go. I can definitely see that. A team's not scoring in the first six minutes, seven minutes. Uh, the last one I have before we get to the, the odd and end props, uh, the two-point attempt, we talked about this earlier, just the attempt is hit seven out of the last 11 uh, for a team just to attempt a two-point conversion, the success rate is five out of the last 11. So out of five of the last 11 Super Bowls, the two-point attempt has has worked there. Um, let's hop into these uh, odd and end bets. Uh, I know we we talked about the coin toss. These are my favorite ones. I mean, you can get a lot of a lot of action just to start before the game even starts. These are a lot of the ones, too, that people that don't bet bet on the Super Bowl just for these simple fact, too. Oh, yeah, they just, just love walking in. And a lot of them have a lot of good plus money on, uh, so – People, especially the general public, like betting stuff where they can get a huge return on just a small investment. Uh, we'll just start with the halftime first because the other one's kind of a longer list. Uh, so the halftime, it has the weekend. Then uh, it says other performing artists, other special guests, which we tend to think it's probably a big guest. Uh, the amount of songs played, over, under, eight. The over's at minus 200. The under's at plus 150. You think they could fit eight songs in in about, what, 30 minutes, 25 minutes? I don't know. It, to me, it depends on what you're going to talk about here in a minute of who is the guest, because I think that opens it up for more songs to be played. Because obviously they're not going to play full songs, right? I mean, See, yeah, I think it's like a DJ mix. Like you'll play, you know, maybe a verse, maybe a hook, and then it, it'll get changed into a, a new song. It has to go like that, or else they're not going to be able to get that many so, songs. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I, I, I could see that going over. Yeah. Uh, wardrobe changes over under a half. So will there be one wardrobe tra- change? M- yes, minus 380. No, plus 240. Oh, 100%. I think that's going to happen. I, I think mean, there has to there has to be. Like, I mean, I mean, th- there'll be a pause or, a, uh, like I said, a new artist is going to come on, and then all of a sudden that first artist is going to come back out in a new outfit. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Oh, yeah, you'll see like a pyro explosion yes. or something, and then the next thing you know they're wearing a different suit. Uh, one thing uh, I heard, does it count if – 
a piece of article of clothing is taken off. Like if a shirt gets taken off, there's a shirt under it or something like that. It's not a full wardrobe change, but what if they just take the shirt off or something like that? Does that count as a wardrobe change? I would I say it only counts that. as like say you have a jersey on and you take it off and you have a graphic T-shirt underneath it. To me, that'd be the only that'd be the only way that would count as a. Yeah. In, in my opinion, I don't know. I'm I'm not the official spokesperson for yeah. halftime wardrobe changes, but yeah, that would and, just be my and common sense of, opinion. A lot of these, like we'll talk about with the odd odds prop, they have to go through like a CBS broadcaster. So if the CBS broadcaster says it, then it counts. So with the halftime performance, I wonder who judges that. I mean, it's going to be probably different for different you know bookies, different accounts on what you're going to grade a wardrobe change is, what are you going to grade a song change. That is very true. Uh, uh, the last thing I have with halftime, you can bet on all types of stuff with this, whether it's the first song played, last song played, the longest song played, all types of stuff. But we're going to go to who the perform- or who the artist, other artist is going to be. Uh, they have Ariana Grande as the favorite, plus 240 for yes, minus 380 for no. Uh, Doja Cat, plus 325, yes, Minus five fifty for no. I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea who that is. I'm <laughs> uh, just gonna be if you, honest. If you turned on, if you turned on some of the uh, local pop stations, you'll probably hear hear some Doja Cat. You, if if you're a big TikTok guy, there's a lot of lot of good TikToks. Okay, uh, fair on enough. Doja I'm Cat. sure I probably heard it. Uh, you probably just don't know the artist. You've heard the songs though. Uh, and then Drake. Drake's at plus four hundred, minus six fifty. A lot of people didn't know Drake has a cosign. Basically, he has OVO. Uh, October's very own is his record label. He has OVO XO, which is more of his like R&B slowed down music, and his main artist on that label is The Weeknd. So he did basically co-sign The Weeknd. So there's a lot of people speculating that Drake might be making an appearance in the Super Bowl. If he does, that'd be awesome. But one thing I thought is, if you're gonna do that, why not just make him the headliner? That's very true. I... Or is he just too big for that? I mean, you, there is a such thing as being too big for the Super Bowl. That is very true, but then also you know that Drake, he is a flair for the dramatic, so I could see him being one to pop out and surprise everybody, and he knows that it would break the internet and everything. It would go crazy if he pops out, so that, that wouldn't surprise me too. You know that's Drake. That's true. Like the internet uh, videos you've seen when Travis Scott was doing his Astro yes. World Tour, and he comes out just for with sicko LeBron, mode, and, and with everybody LeBron, goes crazy. Yeah. I can see that. All right, well, we've been all been, all been waiting for the odd, odd props of the day. Uh, God, I love these. These are kind of just all over the place. Uh, this year, the coin toss, heads and tails are both minus 105. Uh, just in general perspective, if you guys don't haven't really looked into that, minus 105 means if you bet $105, you'll win 100. I'm going to stick with my guy, Randy Moss. If you know, if you saw the video, uh-huh. Randy Moss, when he was with the Vikings, there was a big coin toss. He wept to one of the captains. He said, tails never fails. And the captain goes, all right, all right. Captain goes out, says heads. What's the coin toss? Tails. No, obviously. So I don't know why that has still stuck with me. And just the saying, Tails never fails. I love it. Uh, I'm on Tails this year as well. Uh, this one kind of goes to uh, my significant other. I let her choose this year. She said Tails, and she said the same thing. Tails never fails. Don't ever choose heads. So if you win that, you got to take her out to dinner? Or is that, how's that, is that how that works? Uh, I'm hoping that she's not paying attention oh, okay. when, they, when they call it. But, yeah, something like that. Uh, the national anthem uh, this year is... Uh, sang by Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. It's in a, a duet. The over-under, it opened at two minutes. It's down to a minute and 59 seconds. The over's at plus 105. The under's at minus 145. I'm on the under on this one, John. See, you you brought up a stat to me earlier about times, the, the trends and stuff like that. I, I like the over just for the simple fact of I go to a lot of games and I hear the National Anthem more than anybody probably. And... I don't know, with a duo, in the way that Eric Church sings, he's more of a slower style. I see it going over, but I'll let you explain your reasoning why you think it wants to go under. Uh, so, I, I read this thing that said that Jasmine Sullivan sang in a uh, hockey game. Uh, it was either last year or the year before, and she sang the National Anthem. It was like in a minute and 15, minute 20 seconds. She just burned through it. Uh, my other thing is Eric Church... I mean, he's just a performer. He just wants his money. I can see him just burning through this thing. But like you said, being the country music artist and the real slow pace, it kind of depends. We'll know in the first five or ten seconds how, how slow it's going to go. Like last year, last year killed me because I had the over. Uh, it was at two minutes and five seconds. I had over 205, and then I had over 212 because they were saying, you know, in warm-ups, you know, this girl was singing like 240, 250. She comes in and burns through it in a minute and 37, minute 38 seconds. It's, I mean. Who's saying last year? Is it Demi? Yeah, Demi. Yeah. They, they were sitting there and talking about her two minutes, 30 seconds, two minutes, 40 seconds. She sings real slow. 
okay, you know, we're talking to people from her record label saying that she's doing this. Nope. What happens? Burns right through it. We lose out on, on the cast. I will say, I was, don't, I was ask, really me, don't ask me how I know this, but a typical national anthem is like a minute and 35 seconds. Don't ask me how. Yeah, I but know you know that. they like to stretch it out. I know. In the Super Bowl. No, I, I get what you're saying, but it, I, it I don't like know. If I'm just night. throwing this random thing out there. there that the, for the, some the, reason, I know it's like usually a minute thirty-five. Well, now they have to grade it with the end of the first Brave because when uh, I think it was Gladys Knight came out, she said Brave like three times, yeah. and they didn't know how to grade it, and they end up giving a whole bunch, a lot of bookies and a lot of sports uh, maker or bet makers turned around and just gave everybody their money back because they're right. like, we don't even want to argue with with the people on this one. So uh, that is one of the highlights of the Super Bowl. I do wish you could bet this live because, like I said, if you can hear the first five or ten seconds of it, you might as well just, uh, you know, bet the over, bet the under, however you feel. Uh, let's move on. Uh, how many times will Belichick, Bill Belichick be mentioned? Over one time is minus 320. Under one time is plus 210. See, I mean, that that's one of those you just stay away from. When it's going over. I mean, you're not going to win any money on that, really. So I – Hey, you know Bill Belichick's going to be mentioned more than once. I mean, he's got to be, right? Yeah, and if they mention him one time, I mean, you get your money back. Two times you win your money, but at three twenty, I mean, you're you're basically you know thirty two dollars to win your win your tens. So yeah. it's not. It's I don't think it's worth it either. But I just thought it was interesting that they'll, they'll mention Belichick right. when he's not even in the Super Bowl. Uh, will uh, Giselle be shown over one and a half times? Over is minus two forty. Unders plus one sixty five. See if if Tampa Bay ends up winning this, that's going over one thousand percent. But if I don't know, man, but that's there was tough. the Atlanta game. She was at an Atlanta game earlier in the year. They showed her like eight times in the game. It was just random, just like oh, here she is. See in the, all her glory. the 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 reason why I think that could go over too. I don't think it has any. You're gonna call me crazy, but I don't think it has anything to do with Giselle. I think Tom Brady's kid is what is going to be shown, and then Giselle will happen to be there in the frame, and I think that is what is going to allow that to go over because Tom Brady, they made a big deal for some reason about Tom Brady's kid was in the stands at Green Bay Lambeau Field last week, and Tom Brady kept looking up to him and things like that. So I, I can just see that being, you know, CBS. They eat that kind of stuff up. Oh, yeah. So I, I could see them trying to show his kid and stuff like that, and her just happened to be in the background. And that was another thing when we talked about these props. We mentioned it a little bit earlier, but uh, CBS, for to mention it, has to be a CBS broadcaster. And for it to be shown, uh, for a person or player to be shown, it has to be on a CBS, uh, CBS TV uh, camera. And it can't be in the background either. It's just got to be just right up front. You know, this is the person in question. So uh, that way there's no, you know, speculation over like, oh, you know, we've seen Roger Goodell in the background. So, you know, that must count. Like, no, it's got to say, you know, here's Roger Goodell. So for what I said isn't doesn't count then, right? If what I just uh, said about I, I could see if it was both of them because it is you showing I mean? them as the family. Yeah. But I mean, if, I'm not sure if it's just gonna be like, oh, here, you know, here's Giselle uh, and has her name and well, all that's that. That's gonna be one stay away from. Uh, how many times will the Patriots be mentioned? Over under two. Uh, over is minus one sixty five. Ooh. You got to think they're going to talk I about those Super Bowls a lot. Yeah, I think it's going to go over, and that's that's not a bad number to be honest with you. No, I don't think so either. Uh, another thing, this is just random, uh, random fact. Uh, white jerseys for the Super Bowl have been on a really good run. Uh, Tom Brady in white, a white jersey is 4-1 and one in the Super Bowl. If I were the Chiefs, I might have stayed away from that. But mm. maybe they don't believe in speculation and superstition like that. I don't think uh, it matters for the Chiefs, you know, to be honest with you. I Honestly, I'm not sure. I haven't really looked into it. But if I were the Chiefs, I would have kicked Tampa Bay out of their home locker. I would have sent them to the visitors' locker room. Yeah. But – the thing that I've heard today, and I've heard several people talk about, the Chiefs want to treat this as an absolute true away game. They they because they didn't lose on the road this year. No, that, that's, and, that is true. And you you look at this, they're going to treat it. They're they are literally treating this like another game because this isn't the two per, the typical Super Bowl week where you have you know your media days and all that. Media day with Zoom calls, yep. so you, you don't have to do anything really special for that. The Chiefs aren't going to go till Saturday. They're not going to fly down till Saturday. They're going to play the game on Sunday. They're going to fly back Sunday night even. So that they're they're treating this as a legitimate, typical, just road game. So I I think it's fine. Uh, let's let's move on. Uh, we were talking about Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell uh, being shown over one and a half times. Even money for yes, minus one forty for no. You think they show Roger Goodell twice? Yes. If he's there, I think he, you have to. He's yeah. the NFL commissioner. If, if it's he's the there, biggest yeah. game of the year. Yeah. Surely, I mean, he one for sure. You know he's going to be shown once. So you're just banking. They have nothing else to talk about, and they go back to Goodell. Uh, who's going to be shown first? 
Mahomes plus one twenty, Brady minus one sixty. Brady. I, I think so too, just because of the narrative. You know, yep. it's his tenth Super Bowl, you know, all that. He's the goat. Jazz. Yeah. Yep. Uh, scoring drive to be quicker than the national anthem. Yes, minus two ninety. No, plus one ninety. So that means it's got to be like a seventy-five yard touchdown. It's a, basically will a team score or a two-minute drive? I guess score in less than two minutes <sighs> at any what, time. What are the odds on that? Uh, yes, pl- minus two ninety. No, plus one ninety. So basically three. I mean three to one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go three to one with that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not. That's not a bad one. But it's, I, I could see that happening. But I, when I first looked at that, I was like, man, that's quick. And then I thought, oh, you know, three or four plays, you're across midfield, get held, and then kick a field goal. Right, I mean, exactly, yeah. That counts as a scoring drive. Yeah, it, it wasn't touchdown, it was just scoring drive. Um, let's see, next one. Uh, what's going to be mentioned first, Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl or Tom Brady's age? Super Bowl's at minus 190. Tom's age is at plus 145. I think it'll be the 10th Super Bowl because I think the way they'll word it is Tom Brady and playing in his 10th Super Bowl at age 40 or whatever. I think I, yeah. so, so I, 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 I like 10th. I think it'll be in the same same exact sentence? Yep. Uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin to go up is minus one fifty. Bitcoin to go down at plus one ten. That is from the kickoff until the very last second of the game. Just keep me away from that. I don't know enough about that. <laughs> Just keep me uh, the on last, the wrong guy to be asking. The, the last three years, Bitcoins went up during the game. I don't know why. Like, I mean, people are on their phones like trading Bitcoin. No, while watching listen the game to this. They, no here, here's my theory. Betting wise. Oh, I mean, if that many yeah. people you have invested in Bitcoin and you, you have the saying? up, you might as well just buy more stocks and let it go through the roof. Yes. I, I, hey, you're onto something. Yeah. I, I got you there. All right, and here is uh, the my favorite one personally. I actually hit this one last year. Uh, Gatorade. Color of Gatorade to be dumped on the game-winning coach. We have lime or yellow, whichever way you look at it, I call it yellow, uh, plus 330. You have orange plus 165. That's the one that hit last year on Andy Reid. Red plus 160. Clear or water, plus 650, blue plus 800, and purple plus 1300. <laughs> well, that's, now you're thinking about who's probably going to win. I would say if the Chiefs win, it's got to be orange again, right? So uh, this year, and I, t- I told you about this, you just kind of laughed and I mean, kind of scoffed at me, which is understandable. Uh, this year, Gatorade, I chose yellow, and it was because I went to the gas station, and I went to go grab a Gatorade, and yellow, there was only one left of the yellow, so I got the last yellow Gatorade. So we're on yellow, plus 330 this year, and I'm always on purple because it's always the long shot, plus 1300. Now I'm with you, Chiefs, orange, plus 165, not too bad. I don't know what Tampa Bay drinks, uh, but I've always seen the red as a favorite, and the reds never hits. For some, I mean, people don't like red Gatorade. I mean, just in my opinion, fruit punch Gatorade is not that good. Hear me out. This is kind of weird, too. Does it make a difference, too, this year with all the COVID situations? Don't most players kind of have their own, like, water bottles and stuff like that? So, I mean, obviously, you still got to have a thing to yeah. dump on the coach, too. Does that, you know what well, I mean? Well, they usually fill one up just to right. dump that's, it on that's the coach. What I'm saying, so yeah. It just kind of depends on what the trainer decides right. he wants to mix together. Yeah. But here's the last nine. The last nine have went purple, clear, orange, blue, orange, clear, yellow, blue, and then orange last year. So there's no real pattern, rhyme or reason. Orange pops in there three times, uh, clears in there twice, blues clear in there twice. Me. That really surprised me that clears hit that twice. Well, I, I think what that is is it was that uh, when the Gatorade was experimenting with those colors, it was like the oh the light purple oh, one, the okay. like mountain gotcha. rush or whatever gotcha. those riptide rush yeah. or whatever. And when you dump it real fast, it looks clear because I mean it's just right. it doesn't look true purple and it doesn't look like water. So, uh, but this year I am on yellow. And uh, purple, just because purple's always the long shot. You never know. And I love grape Gatorade, personally. All right, so let's get our predictions. Prediction time for both of us. Again, the game, looking at it, it's minus three for the Chiefs and plus three for Tampa Bay. Even money on Tampa Bay, minus 120 for the Chiefs spread. Minus 165 for the money line for the Chiefs, plus 145 for Tampa Bay. And the number is at 56 for the total Looking at this game, I I mean, obviously, I'm picking the Chiefs to win, and if they're going to win, they're going to win by more than three, in my opinion. So I like Chiefs minus three. That's basically all I like, really, in this one. The money line's not really worth it, in my opinion. And as Dustin, you talked about earlier, the total, I don't, I'm not big on. If if I did have to pick total, though, I probably would go the over. Yeah, I'd probably be on the over too, just because I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, 
just personally, in my opinion, especially when you see what the Chiefs did to Tampa Bay. And if the Chiefs get up like that again, Tampa Bay's going to be playing catch-up. A lot of passes, a lot of incomplete passes stop the clock. They'll allow for more scoring. Uh, I'm just going to run through a couple things to, that I'm on, John. Uh, I have Kansas City minus 3 uh, at minus 120. I also have them minus 6 at plus 130, get that alternative spread. Um, uh, a couple others. I got a couple player props, Kelsey uh, Jones over. Um, Pat to win MVP, minus 120. Uh, first touchdown of the game. I have Watkins, plus 1,800. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and uh, Daryl Williams are both plus 1,300. I got them. I got Fournette, plus 1,100, and Evans, plus 900. Uh, field goal to hit a doink, yes, plus 310, plus 400. Tails, Anthem, under 159. Gatorade, yellow, and purple, plus 330, plus 130, or plus 1,300. And a pass to start the game, minus 130. That's what I'm on, John. So you're taking me to the casino when you win half of these, right? Uh, I, I mean, if it was the Chiefs are nice to me like they were last year, I was kind of stressing a little bit. I had a live in-game bet because I was, you know, if the Chiefs are going to win, if they're going to come back and win, they're going to come back and win. And I end up, you know, cash pretty big on that one, about as big as I did on the uh, Philadelphia game. Philadelphia was really nice to me a couple of years back. Uh, but I don't know about the casino. Uh, I don't really want to just roll over my money because if all of these hit, um, I have too much luck going for me and I need to, need to calm down. And before we go off here, I want to talk a little bit just about, you know, if you're going to do some FanDuel and DraftKings, things like that. Uh, obviously, with it being just a single game, it'll be captain mode and pretty much everything that you go in. Um, obviously, I'm big on Patrick Mahomes being the captain just because what he's done this postseason. But a guy also, Travis Kelsey, he's a guy that if you are if you put him as a captain, he's had, you know, 25 to 30 points in the last couple of weeks. So if you have him in the captain, it's plus or it's times one and a half, so you could really get some points out of him. But I really like those two guys. Obviously, Tyree Kill a little bit, too, for what he did the first time they played Tampa Bay. But some guys, you look at Tampa Bay, I really like Scotty Miller a little bit because he is a buy low, get high, get high reward out of him. Ronald Jones, too. You mm-hmm. talked about you think Ronald Jones is going to go over that way. I think he was 37 rushing yards, yeah, something like that. Yeah, 37 and a half. Yeah, so I, I, I do like Ronald Jones, too. Also, you know, obviously Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are the two main guys that you look at when you look at Tampa Bay. But if you're looking at a couple of guys like that, and then for the Chiefs, a lower guy, too, Miko Hardman, he's had a pretty good last couple of weeks as well. I would like him as a, a low-value guy, and then – even if you throw in the kickers, the kickers are obviously probably going to have pretty good days. And you look at Harrison Butker and Ryan Suckup as well for Tampa Bay. So those are a couple of guys you can plug and play. I would stay away from guys like Gronk and guys like especially Gronk. I know he had a big day against the Chiefs the first time they played, but he really hasn't done anything this year as far as receiving goes. I would stay well away from Rob Gronkowski. That's just me. I'm not big on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, really, in this game. I'm, I'm going to put him in a couple lineups just because you kind of have to. But I, I think he's still tr- kind of trying to work his way back in there after only playing last week. I mean, he's probably going to get you a touchdown or so he'll get you 9, 10 points. But he's I don't think he's going to be a guy that would win you a lot of, like a good amount of money or a high-ending high finish in these DraftKings FanDuel lineups. So he is a guy I would stay away from for the Chiefs if I had to pick one. Uh, and like you were saying with the daily fantasy and all that, Gronk, uh, personally, I'd stay away from him. Like you said, I'm with you. Uh, last four games, he's caught like one pass. It seems like he's just kind of non-existent. Uh, they kind of just slip him in there here and there. They like Cameron Brate a lot more, at least Tom Brady does. And then Clyde, I don't like any of the Kansas City rushing attack in this game. Uh, like you said, they're, Tampa Bay's defense is just so stout when it comes to the run. I would I would probably find a lot more value picks in Tampa Bay as well as Tampa Bay in general, you're going to get a lot more of your value picks there because Travis Kelsey, you know, Tyree Kill, those guys cost a lot of money in DraftKings, in FanDuel. And, uh, you know, John, you're, you're the guy when it comes to, to DraftKings and FanDuel. I, I know you hit a pretty big one uh, not too long ago, so I, I usually listen to you when it comes to the, the daily fantasy. And, you know, you, you kind of get me with the, the sports knowledge when it comes to, you know, the betting lines and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I'm going to probably – tail you a little bit when it comes to the, the DraftKings lineups this uh, this week. Yeah, I finally hit my first big one. I think it was 
when was it? I think it was right before the playoffs started, and I had a one uh, one of the bigger ones on FanDuel won like seven hundred and seventy five bucks. I think took first place and had to split twenty five grand with like twenty five people, which obviously sucked. But one lineup that I really like, I'm just gonna throw this out there, take it as you wish. But the lineup I like right now is Patrick Mahomes as a captain. This is on FanDuel, obviously. Uh, Patrick Mahomes as captain, and Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Scotty Miller, and Ronald Jones as second. Those are just a couple of guys, or just a lineup that I like right now. Obviously, I've still got quite a bit, quite a few days here to put some more together as we're again recording this on Thursday, but I'm going to have probably eight or ten more lineups, just different combinations thrown in there and trying to pick up a big one here coming up on Sunday. And I know everybody's on, you know, playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette this, Leonard Fournette that. Ronald Jones is, is um, you know, arguably one of the best, better running backs in this entire matchup. Uh, I'm big on Jones, like uh, you said earlier. I'm on him uh, 37 and a half over rushing yards. I think he has a big day against the Chiefs' offense, uh, especially if they shut down some of the weapons on the outside and they're forced to run the ball or even throw the ball out of the backfield. I think Jones has a, a, a big, big day for you. And uh, Scotty Miller, like you said, value pick. He's one of those guys who kind of just gets lost in the secondary. And the Chiefs have always had a problem. You know, this was big with the Pats back in the day. You know, that Wes Welker, that Danny Amendola, you know, that guy that just kind of would creep over the middle and, you know, catch a ball and take it for 40-some yards. Uh, so, Scotty Miller, I kind of I like that pick, too, for you. All right, let's go score predictions now. I'll, I'll let you start, and I'll finish it off. Uh, score predictions, uh, like I said, I have the Chiefs minus three and minus six, so I, I think this is going to be kind of a, a lopsided event, especially if Kansas City keeps their foot on the, on the pedal. Uh, to follow the overtrend, I like, oh, what, 38-17, 38-24, somewhere in that, uh, Kansas City. I like 35-27 Chiefs. I don't, I don't know why that number just popped into my head. I do like that number, so I'm going to go with that one. I think the Kansas City Chiefs do pick up their second Super Bowl in as many years and have a chance to three-peat and be the only team that has ever done that coming up next year. I, I just think the Chiefs have too much firepower in this game, and I don't think Tom Brady just has enough. This What he showed last week doesn't impress me enough. To, and I, I think, unlike the Packers, I think the Chiefs will take advantage of any turnovers that Tom Brady does have. Well, you're talking about Tom Brady turnovers. Uh, I think for Tom Brady to throw an interception is minus 180 or minus 190. They, they really predict him to throw, throw an interception this week. Uh, but this is off topic. I just wanted to kind of – End this. End on this. You hear about the haircut thing the Chiefs went through? Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's like Patrick Mahomes was like the three people down from seeing that barber. Like, could you imagine if that Mahomes couldn't play in the Super Bowl because the barber had COVID? You know, the even more wild oh, I thing lost is that it. Kilgore, who was in, who's in the protocol or whatever right now, he was the guy that was getting his haircut when the test came in that the barber had COVID. My question. Why is this barber cutting the hair until you get his test results back? Well, apparently they like tested him five straight days and they were negative, and then on the fifth day it came back positive. But even then, on that fifth day, why is he cutting hair until you get that test result back? Even at that, if you're you hit that COVID protocol like they were talking about on ESPN, Adam Schefter came out. If you hit if you are test positive at all, you can't play in the game. Why are they letting anybody around him like around anybody, especially Patrick Mahomes? Like, whose bright idea was it to have Patrick Mahomes sit down with a barber? The like, wor- the, the, to the me, the worst part, too, is so Kilgore was getting his haircut when the test came back. Instead of them just stopping, Kilgore says, oh, yeah, go ahead and finish my haircut. Oh, what <laughs> What in the world? I mean, I guess you're already around. Granted, they were both wearing masks and everything, and you were already around him. But still, I don't know. Well, whatever. they said uh, Demarcus Robinson, he was, he got his haircut. Is he, is he going to be out for the game? I think they said he has to have five straight days of COVID free and Sunday would be the five, the fifth day, but I don't know if he can still play or not. So if you have Demarcus Robinson props, I mean, I don't know if you can pull out from that or if you get I your money s- back if he don't play. I don't. I, I don't did know that. see today that he is ninety three percent sure that he's going to be able to play on Sunday, which they're obviously still saying there's a chance that he doesn't play. But I, I, I do think he'll be he'll be fine to play on Sunday. It's just one of those you don't you shouldn't have had to worry about. It's it's to put yourself in that situation. I know guys want to look good for the game and stuff like that, but you've made it this far. You've gone through your two weeks. Just go play the dang game. Well, that and you know, you know, the barber feels bad. I mean, anybody who, oh, yeah, who, who got tested, me, yeah. you know, positive for COVID, had to go tell their, you know, their loved ones and their friends, their family, their coworkers, like, hey, you know, I might have this. You're gonna have to go get tested, whatever. And it, I mean, if it, it's a bad feeling and everything, but I did see the funniest meme that I had seen in a long time. Well, I don't know if it was a meme. Oh, it's a gif, uh, gif on Twitter. Uh, they said. The Kansas City Chiefs personnel, when they found out the barber was tested positive for COVID, and they had uh, 
Uncle Phil throwing Jazzy Jeff out the house. <laughs> <laughs> they said that's how they threw the barber out of the the facility, and I laughed. I laughed hard for a good minute. But when they said Patrick Mahomes was on the list, I was thinking, what are they doing? I would have Patrick Mahomes locked up in a hotel room with nobody around him. I would send him food three times a day and have him watch film. That's all I'd have Patrick Mahomes doing. If Patrick Mahomes would have tested positive, you think they cancel this game or move the game back? Uh, see, I don't know. I mean, if you want the best overall game, yes, but. Uh, that, just the screws, game, that would just ruin the, the NFL's narrative. Changes. I mean, yeah. you're, you're going to sit there and look at, you know, Chad Henney. What's Tampa Bay favorite if Chad Henney's a quarterback? I mean, you got to think Patrick Mahomes is worth a good seven or eight points. I mean, looking at that, I mean, I know Andy Reid's a, a mastermind, and he drew up that play for Chad, but you, do you think Chad's going to go out there and throw 22 for 24 for three touchdowns? I don't think so. Not a chance. I don't think so. So that means it's shaping up to be a fun one coming up on Sunday, and we, of course, enjoyed, again, bringing you prop bets for over an hour now here on this show, but Super Bowl only happens once a year, and the Kansas City Chiefs are in it for the second consecutive year looking for back-to-back Super Bowls and a chance next year to be the first team ever to go for a three-peat. So, Dustin, here, final thoughts before we wrap things up? Uh, I just, you know, I'm ready for a, a good one on Sunday. I'm hoping for a lot of these prop bets to hit. They're just fun little things. I mean, if you guys got prop bets too, you know, they're fun little things to cheer for for the Super Bowl, but, you know, we're all here for the Chiefs. So all I can say is, uh, you know, thanks to Arrowhead Live for having me on. Thank you again, Johnny, and uh, let's go Chiefs. Let's go uh, run it back. All right, so again, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up in Super Bowl 55 on Sunday. Kickoff scheduled 4-5-30. Hope you get your bets in. Hope everyone has great luck coming up on Sunday. Let's go Tails. Tails never fails. And let's get off to a good start here at Super Bowl 55. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in with us. Alongside Dustin Gosa, I am Johnny Kane here for Arrowhead Live, arrowheadlive.com. To the Chiefs' kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!